When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our second uh, episode, episode five podcast. The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back. So this is going to be the best podcast we're ever going to do. Like some of them may come close, but everybody will always remember that the Empire Strikes Back podcast. Definitely, this is the best. It's all downhill from here. This is the best. Oh, Return of the Jedi was was pretty good. That's your favorite, right? You remember you told me Return of the Jedi? Yeah, as a kid, yes, it was my favorite. I was always renting VHS, <laughs> stick it in, watch it over and over. Never really bought the tape, always would rent it. I don't know, parents didn't want to buy it, I guess. But I did have the Japanese VHS sent for my brother who was stationed in Okinawa. Are you serious? Yeah, it was it was uh, <laughs> it was letterboxed. So it, yeah, it was it was widescreen on a an, on an old TV on a VHS. So you, it was really hard. It was really low definition. We have high definition today. It was really low definition. That sounds amazing, though. Yeah, yeah. I still have the tapes. You still have them? Yes, I, I still mean, have the tapes. Have you checked to see like, how much they're worth or anything? Just to see. Uh, I don't think they're worth the whole lot. I, I mean, I, I, I'd rather just keep them for sentimental value. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, anyways, the song you heard at the beginning was uh, from DJ Elliot. And DJ Elliot was at Star Wars Celebration uh, back in Orlando in uh, 2017. And I remember... Everybody was going to sleep because we had already <laughs> we, we had already been in this room since like seven thirty eight thirty, and everybody around midnight was already like, all right, it's time to go to bed, time to go to sleep. And then out of nowhere, you just hear, "What's up, celebration? Twenty seventeen Orlando?" And everybody was like, "What is that?" And look over, sure enough, there's a whole there's like a DJ. And he's, I didn't even know how he set up. Like nobody saw him setting up, and he had all these speakers up, and he played this music, and it was pretty cool. Like he did a pretty cool like techno mix of all like the Star Wars themes. Right. And if you can imagine like an airplane hangar full of people <laughs> getting ready to lay on the hard concrete with their sleeping bags <laughs> and their blankets, and then all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? And then, like, everyone kind of got up, and I was just, I was like, oh, my gosh. It didn't upset me, but I knew there was other people that were trying to get sleep. Oh, yeah. Because I knew I probably wasn't going to sleep. So, yeah, because just anticipating the, the panels. And, yeah, I mean, it just busted out full DJ mode. It was like a full-on concert. It was awesome, though. All the young people got up and encircled and, and him. And I think uh, one of the announcers came out, too, and he was on a mic, and it oh, was yeah, loud. Oh, right. yes, yes. It was loud. But, uh, but, yeah, we found his information. and Well, I say David found his information on, uh, like, he has a, a sound on SoundCloud, a song on SoundCloud. And he looked him up. He found his phone number. We called him up. David called him up. And he picked up, and we asked if we could use his music, and he was like, yeah, of course, use it. So that's the sound you're going to hear is, uh, is uh, DJ Elliot's, uh, I think it's called the Cantina Mix. And uh, we'll put a link, I'll add a link so you all can listen to it, because it's pretty cool. But uh, it's funny you say that about um, everybody was trying to go to sleep. Um, 
the people in front of us, they're from they're from Sweden. Like they're, they're I'm not even kidding. Like we start talking, they're from Sweden. Super jet lag. And uh, he was like, just sitting there. He was this guy was sitting down about to sleep, and then the song started up, and he was just looked over like, oh my gosh. And then there was a lady next to him who took a picture of his face, and we, she showed it to us. And he, I've never seen someone look so angry in my life. At, oh my god! Because he could tell you like, dude, I'm trying <laughs> to sleep. And then, boom, oh, this man. guy shows up. So, anyways, enough about yeah. the music. Uh, so, this is our, like I said, our second podcast. Thank you all for listening to our first one, those who did. If not, this is our second one. And all we do is just talk about Star Wars. Like, it's all, everybody keeps asking me, what's your podcast about? I was like, it's about Star Wars stuff. Like, hence our name is, you know, right. Star right. Wars stuff. Yeah, covers pretty much anything under the anything Star Wars and umbrella. And last week we did a little Last Jedi, and then everything else we talked about a lot of other things. And this week we're going to talk about um, some of the like the, the newer like things that are coming up in in the Star Wars world. So uh, you ha- we found out something yesterday. Uh, what was it? Of uh, Ryan Johnson and uh, right. Ryan Johnson's longtime producer Ron Bergman announced that they had started on the new trilogy, and that's pretty much all they said. And of course that went around the web and everyone picked it up and it's uh uh i think it's uh, about time that they do start yeah, and uh because with everyone everything rolling out um i know bob Iger was on a uh, shareholders call and they did the announcement uh of uh john favreau directing the yeah. uh live action uh show. show yeah, yeah. well uh, that's going to be on the uh the the streaming app that we're all suspecting is going to be uh uh, an app that goes head to head with Netflix, and I think uh, I'm probably going to get it, and a lot of other people are probably get it, just because yeah, they're going to introduce this new. It, it's a TV show, right? It's going to be like a whole maybe like ten, twelve episode live action Star Wars, which we've never seen. I know George Lucas has been trying for years to get something going. I think he was trying right after Revenge of the Sith to try to get like a gangster Coruscant. A short, uh, I mean, TV show going. He never got it going. But plus, there's a video game, a thirteen thirteen video right, game that yes, was never yes. released. Once Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney, they cut that division, and we never got to That's see the game. Right. I remember we got the like, trailer yeah, and yeah. the gameplay, which looked really, really good. And I think it was a game we were all kind of craving, but nope. that kind of uh, got the X. But so now, John Favreau, who has directed. Um, he directed the Jungle Book. He directed Zathura. If you're into Zathura, that was a pretty. That was a, I think that was his first right, feature he did right, was Zathura. Right. And then uh, uh, Jungle Book, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, yep, kicked off the MCU. Yep. Yeah. With you know, I was starting thinking without Favreau doing what he did with Iron Man, we would not be having you know the Avengers Infinity Wars right now. Like yeah. if Iron Man had not have succeeded, we would be like, oh yeah, that was that one Iron Man movie and then we never would have had. But anyways, right, right. we're not we're not here to talk about Marvel, we're here to talk about you. But, I mean, to talk about John Favreau a little bit more, is it was his foresight to pick up Robert Downey Jr. because he was down on his luck. I mean, yeah. he, he hadn't done anything in a while. Oh, Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just like, he was, yeah, yeah, no, I was yeah. just trying to make sure. Yeah, he was just coming out of, like, he was trying to do something big and then, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry to me to cut you out. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, no problem. Um, so, but I, I did want to say that, yeah, I mean, that's why people have the faith in John Favreau is because he's really got an eye for talent and an eye for, it seems like, franchises. And, I mean, he just has that it factor, it seems oh, yeah. like, with Iron Man, of course, kicking off the MCU, uh, producing some of those films. Oh, and then yeah. with The Jungle Book, The Jungle Book was incredible. The Jungle Book was awesome. And, and to the- find out he shot that whole thing 
in 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 a studio with yep. green screens. He did not go to the jungle. Nope. I mean, all that is fake. It's, that is that was just super incredible. The animals look totally realistic, and it, it was just kind of mind blowing. I don't think people talk about that film enough. And then they tapped him to do Lion King, which comes out in 2019, which is yep. going to be the same technology. Ooh, so he's yeah. uh, so he's pretty much uh, signed with Disney here. It seems oh, like. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do because the Jungle Book. I loved it because when he was able to bring the story to life. And he was able to make it a Disney Jungle Book, which we've all seen, you know, hundreds of times growing up. But he was also able to make it something brand new. Like, he was able to give it his own twist. Right, he to put where, his own spin on to it. To where you're kind of like, oh, this is really cool. Instead of going like, you know, the Beauty and the Beast movie that came out was a pretty cool movie. But there was a few times in that movie that I was like, oh my gosh, this is the exact same movie from, right. the, from the cartoon. So Favreau has my respect for him doing that, like, making it something new, which... Makes me more excited for Star Wars because he will, of course, you know, pay tribute to what's happened, but then he's also gonna throw in a lot of his own twists, his own spin to it. He's probably gonna make it awesome. We don't know what it's about. I mean, nobody has any right. idea what he can do it about. I know he said he's gonna. Is he? He's producing the whole thing, right? Right. It's, I think he's going to be sort of like the Kevin Feige. Of oh. that of that series, okay. because they did mention that they are going to work with a, a diverse amount of actors, talent. So, I mean, do you think it's going to be like um, a linear story, or like we're gonna, or is it going to be just like level you never one? know? I mean, it could be anything. I mean, that that's the beauty of the time we're living in right now oh, because yeah. we just don't know. Possibilities are endless, and you can almost thank Ryan Johnson <laughs> for you, Ryan. for that. And, and Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Filoni, Filoni as man. well. And you know what? Uh, last week uh, he was talking about Rebels, and this is spoilers for Rebels. And because I've seen it, everyone has, should have seen it already. So I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah, if you're uh, listening to this podcast, <laughs> I think they already know. Okay, but for uh, the most part, time travel has been introduced into Star Wars. Like that's a big thing now. If you Google it, it's crazy. A lot of the fans are talking how now time travel is in Star Wars, which I never thought was ever possible. I never thought Star Wars would ever go that route where you know, you could alter the past, alter the, you know, the present, you know, and stuff like that. So I was I was blown away by that in the Rebels. And I'm wondering whether or not that's going to play out maybe in Favreau's new series, whether or not in Episode Nine that's going to play out or whether or not uh, Filoni's new series is going to have a lot of that, too. Because the problem with time travel is you can kind of mess yourself up with time travel. Right. Uh, and for that very reason, I think it's going to be used very, very sparingly. Okay. And when Dave Filoni comes out with something, it's usually kind of his in a way. Okay, I see Because yeah, I know with Ahsoka, other creators are going to need permission from Filoni to use her. And it, that stuff that he came out with and that he came up with, I think is pretty much his. Yeah. And... That's why a lot of people want him to do a feature-length movie. I mean, he's he's got the mind. He was shepherded by George Lucas, like we talked about last podcast. Yeah, I, 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 but I, again, like I said last week, and I don't want to repeat myself. I don't want this to be one of the podcasts that repeats itself. But like, he's doing such an amazing job where he's at. I, I, if I were Kathleen Kennedy, I would just say, keep doing this. Keep, you know, you can help us with these stories, but just keep making these movies. You know, the your TV shows like this. Your these awesome stories are playing out so well that I think he should just stick to that, like, in my opinion. A while back, I had the same opinion, but now, after him doing the four seasons of Rebels, 
I really want to see him flex his muscles in live action. I really want to see what he's capable of. Because if he's capable of a great live action TV show or even film, Star Wars story, Mm. I mean, you you need to let that guy off the chain and just go go wild. And people have talked about him even going as far as replacing Kathleen Kennedy. Uh. But Kathleen Kennedy's still staying on, of course, because, I mean, she's she's... the greatest producer of all time. (laughs) But, I mean, as far as the creative side goes, having Filoni there as as the uh, head of the creative department and have him oversee the uh, creative side of Star Wars, I think that's what people are kind of hoping for and wishing for, in a sense. Yeah, I'd keep him there. Yeah. I I think he's a lifer. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh heck yeah! He's if you, if you don't, uh, I love how he always wears a hat. Like he always has to have that. Uh, yeah, the cowboy the hat. Cowboy hat. That's cool. It, it, uh, some other people are like, yeah, but with him, it's like that's a cool hat, man. That's I want to hang out with that guy. He's pretty cool. I'm anxious to see um, his new show if it's gonna follow where Rebels left off. Because I because if I remember, Disney had said they're gonna do a live action show uh, for Star Wars. And maybe even a cartoon, right? For Star, so so next year are we going to be getting the Favreau and the Filoni? Or? Well, no, Favreau his stuff isn't going to come out till next decade. Are you be- serious? What? Yeah, because yeah, they got to do a lot of work on that because oh, because next up we have Solo, mm-hmm. and then the year after that we have Black Diamond, which is Episode Nine. Oh, and the yeah. year after that. They're suspecting. We, we, I mean, we all kind of. I, the rumors are out there that there's going to be an Obi Wan movie, and that a director was hired or is going to be hired. I thought, I thought there was a whole story about like it was going to happen, and the director of um, ex- extremely incredibly loud, extremely close. Or someone like, I forget what his name was. He was supposed to direct it, like, or unless that was just a story that somebody threw out there just to mess with all of us. That was Stephen I think, Daltrey. I, Stephen Daltrey. Yes, yes, yes. He he was rumored, and, and it was like a, a pretty safe bet that he was actually hired on, mm-hmm. but they just haven't announced it yet. Uh, but I mean, it's kind of like, well, after that, after Episode Nine, it's like, well, what do we got going? We know about the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Mm-hmm. We know about the Benioff and Weiss trilogy coming up. And I think those are going to be out next decade. And we're assuming it's going to be Obi-Wan, but rumors have come up lately that it's maybe a Boba Fett bounty hunter Star Wars story, which would kind of go against the grain of all the fans, I think, because we're all clamoring for the Kenobi movie. Everybody wants a Kenobi Everyone wants that. Ewan McGregor's game. Ewan McGregor's like, let me do a Kenobi You get Liam Neeson, he seems game. I mean... I mean, it's right there for the taking. It seems like such a slam dunk. Just do the Obi Wan Kenobi yeah, Star can, Wars can story. Can you imagine and... all the, the, the the teaser poster would just have like Ewan McGregor's like half of his face, and it would be like next summer, and it would just say Lucasfilm on the top. Like that's all people would. We don't even need the name of the movie. We don't even need like they don't. They wouldn't even have to promote Kenobi. They would just say, "Hey, Ewan McGregor's back. He's playing Obi Wan Kenobi." We would flock to go see it. But a Boba Fett movie now that might I don't know. Like for me. Boba Fett's dead. Spoiler. <laughs> Boba Fett's dead. So it's like, we know his demise. He went out kind of like a little jerk, if you really think about it. Like he well, I mean, we don't have to go to the future of Return of the Jedi. We can go into the past. I know we go to the so. past, but then it's like, again, but we, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like, we, we know what's going to happen. We know the choices he's going to make to where he was this cool bounty hunter, but then all of a sudden, he ends up just becoming Jabba the Hutt's, you know, like, what, his... 
his guard or something because he's right. just chilling there in that he has no reason to chill there in that castle so it's just all these other things that I'm wondering what are they going to do with it I'd rather see a Boba Fett movie that goes past Return of the Jedi and see him live and then also like see how he's going to interact with you know maybe something in the future that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool or the theory that uh, Snoke is uh, Boba Fett turned into Snoke you know yeah, back in 2015, <laughs> back in Anaheim, 2015 celebration, I went to the Future Filmmakers panel, and it was supposed to be Gareth Edwards, Kerry Hart, Kathleen Kennedy, and Josh Trank. And they said Josh, Tr- Josh yes. Trank could not make the the panel due to uh, an illness, and uh, oh, the rumors were flying around then that he was he was cut from from doing a Boba Fett movie, mm-hmm. and that wasn't set in stone. So I mean, you figure they still have the scripts, they still mm-hmm. have the idea, they still have the pre-production stuff. So I mean, it's kind of somewhat baked. <laughs> so all I have to do is hand that off. And Boba Fett's an extremely popular character, oh, as yeah. we all know. And it might not be the next Star Wars story that we want, kind of like Solo coming up. You didn't want it. You do want it. Now it's, co- it's about to come out. Of course, out we're going to go. I'll go see it. Oh yeah, I'm going to be there. I think we all night. preferred Kenobi before Solo, oh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, we're going to go for sure, and you are too, probably. Oh yeah, I'm. So gonna, I'm not. Yeah, I'm on the fence about it, but I'll be there opening night to watch it. You know. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll probably podcast right after it. Give our thoughts. But um, but I think uh, the Josh. What was his name? Josh Trink. Right? Yeah. It was. I heard it was Fantastic Four that kind of ruined his uh, his chances. That the how bad it performed, and that Kennedy gave him the axe. Yeah, the behind-the-scenes stories are crazy. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether or not like that has anything to do with it, and whether or not she's gonna go ahead with it. Part of me like wants to see who she would hire next, and that's like that's a big deal now with Kathleen Kennedy. Is who is she gonna hire? Like who does she trust now to hire? Because we all see now that she doesn't. If she doesn't like you, she will not hesitate to fire you. Which is crazy, and you know, in, with a franchise this big. But I guess it's kind of respectable, you know, that she won't let it. Well, I don't think it's so much if she doesn't like the person. I think it's so much as if they don't really kind of produce what she thinks is, is supposed is, to oh, okay, yeah. happen. Because there, there's, there was talk about her and JJ butting heads really? a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, not too much. And now he's, of course, he's back on to do episode yeah. nine. It was, so, a, it was a safe choice for her, though, to, yeah. to pick Abrams to come back. Uh, my, my always, uh, the, the the director I always go to is always uh, Matthew Vaughn. I'm like, Matthew Vaughn needs to direct a Star Wars movie. And my friend's like, you need to shut your mouth. Or, like, Brad Bird would be a great choice for her to pick. But uh, I'm just curious as to see, like, who she's going to start hiring. Because I heard she met with the, uh, the director of, or one of the showrunners of... Um, Handmaid's Tale, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh. She met with her, and a lot of people were asking, "What are we all talking about?" And this lady, I, which I feel bad, I can't, I don't know her name. She said, "We we we just talked. We just had a lunch. That's all we had." And they asked Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy again, said, "Yeah, we just we just talked." And but we all know you're not just talking when you talk to Kathleen Kennedy. If you're right. a director, you're talking about yeah. how do you how would you feel about? So there's all, there's all these other like there's the people talking like, what is she gonna do? And for me. I'm excited to see like what, what because uh, have you ever seen The Handmaid's Tale? Have you ever seen that before? No, I have. I've seen bits and pieces of mm-hmm. it. My wife loves it. Oh yeah, and it's... I think she's watched every episode. She's even read the book. Yeah. 
So it's, yeah, and I do know that she did. I I I want to say she did speak with, or Lucasfilm. Someone with Lucasfilm did speak with Ava DuVernay. Oh really? And she she gave a flat out no. I don't want to do it. And then the news just broke about her that she's going to do DC's New Gods. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what? and she and she has said in the past that she didn't want to do a Marvel film either. So maybe she was already in talks with DC and. There was kind of a path laid down for her there, oh. so now we do know that she is going to do a DC film. That's kind of, that's that's a weird that's a weird choice because DC's not doing a hundred percent great right now with right. With their the only movies. thing they got going for them right now, I think, is Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, and I would say Henry Cavill is Superman. Yeah. I, I'm going <laughs> to say Wonder Woman's like the best thing they have going for them. Yeah, so, yeah, it, I, I guess uh, yeah. But the fact that. that she would pass up. Uh, you know, a chance to do a Star Wars movie. Just that—that that would be cra- like it would be because she's a pretty good director. I, I saw Wrinkle in Time. I wasn't too crazy about it, but the visual of it was amazing. Like it was visually yeah. pleasing, and you can see like the characters were, were there. But for me personally, I wasn't a big fan of it, and so that, that kind of upsets me that she would just say like no right away. Like I wonder what yeah. her reason. I wonder what they were talking. Like what was this project they were talking about? Because um, one thing that I would love to see is a Leia movie about Leia when she was younger. I know Carrie Fisher's gone and it sucks, but I, a young Leia film would be pretty cool. Uh, what's it, they, there's that there's that picture of Millie Bobby Brown right. from Stranger Things that people are like, right. does she look like a young Carrie Fisher? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> she yeah. really does look like a young. Yeah. Why not have her just be a young? Because there's a there's a lot of stuff out there about Leia now that is canon. Um, how she met Haldo. There's a book called Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which came out last year with amazing, amazing book. And I read that story and I thought that'd be a really great movie to watch. Like I would watch that movie quite, you know, a lot because it's a cool story, but I don't know. They don't listen to us when it comes to what projects they should do next. Yeah. Well, what wouldn't should. surprise me if that was one of the next in line Star Wars stories. Cause I know everybody's mad that, you know, they they, uh, she's picking men to direct these movies and um, I remember my wife was like, you know, a lot of people are saying, why is she just picking these white men to direct these movies? And, and um, you know, th- she needs more women in there to direct these movies. And, uh, and then my wife said, yeah, but they don't realize that it, they keep saying she, she, she is in charge of everything. Right. <laughs> she is exactly. in charge. And I love it that Lucas, when George Lucas was selling it, he didn't go to, I don't know, he could have gone to any producer in Hollywood but he went to probably one of the best in Hollywood, right. besides her, her husband, her husband Frank Marsh, Marshall, right. and asked her. And I, I read that the, the it was a meal they had, and he was like, "Hey, you want to have lunch?" And she says, "Of course, yeah." Like because they used to, they they've known each other for since right, right as a lost ark, and uh, they're sitting down eating, and then he says, uh, "I'm thinking about selling the company to Disney," and she's like, "Okay," and he says, "Well, and I would like for you to be in charge of it once that happens." Right, and she asks, and who she are you said, thinking about? She's and like, who do you think about? And she's like, he's like, you. She goes, okay, yes. And he says, <laughs> you should think about it. She goes, you're right, you're right, yeah. <laughs> but apparently she was already like, right. oh yeah, this isn't going to be. And so I love the fact that people just kind of forget that, that she's in charge. And, you know, if you go on Twitter and type in Kathleen Kennedy, all the tweets about Kathleen Kennedy are negative, like yeah. super, super negative. To where I'm reading it, I'm just like, what? <laughs> what is... People are so mean. People are just the meanest, like, 
I don't know. I, I but everyone's yeah. entitled to their opinion, though. Yeah, a bunch of keyboard warriors out there. Oh, you know, you know. So, ha- have you heard anything <laughs> else? Like, has she met with anyone? Um, uh, well, like else? I said, uh, when they when they I found out today actually that when they did announce John Favreau's signing, mm-hmm. it was on International Women's Day, of course. And okay. there's backlash about oh, that. Oh my gosh! But yeah. it seems like there was a Bob Iger shareholders meeting where he announced it. That's why they made the announcement as soon as possible, so that the rumor mill wouldn't just go about John Favreau, and so that Lucasfilm could get behind John Favreau, make a mm-hmm. statement, and publish it and make it official. Because I think Favreau was actually signed on a month before that. Really? Yeah. So this yeah. is this is already something that had been like, right. It had been in the works. People had already known about it, and he he they finally just let the cat out of the bag. But of course, yeah, it's, it's going to take years for it to actually. Now, I was always come under up. the impression that like next year we'd have a we have one or something. I don't know. I guess I'm just being naive because I I don't know. I guess I figured he's already done with Lion King. What, what more does he have to do? Just work on Star Wars now. But no, I think there's still he's still making Lion King. So. Man, that makes me sad. I was really hoping for a for a Favreau live action TV show from Disney. Yeah, but but I think if Disney wants to uh, to get those viewers onto their streaming, they're gonna have to have at least something Star Wars, which makes me think Dave Filoni's animated series is probably gonna be there on this Disney streaming exclusive. Um, which I'm down, and I'm pretty sure in this new series that he's gonna do. We might see uh, the rise of Snoke. You know, we might see the rise of the First Order from that point of view of, of the of the characters from Rebels. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Like 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 right now. Like why why aren't we watching that right now? You know, because that that sounds that sounds amazing. And um, and if they did get Andy Circus, it'd be kind of weird that John Favreau, the director of Disney's Jungle Book, directing oh my Andy Circus, yes. another director of a Jungle Book movie that it's a, it's about to come out Jeez. with. Benedict Cumberbatch is, I think... uh, He plays the the villain, right? Yeah, uh, Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Yeah. So that would be kind of of strange. We won't talk about about Jungle Book, right? (laughs) We're just going to work on Star Wars right now. And Andy Serkis' Jungle Book was going to come out really soon after Disney's, but then with the success of Disney's Jungle Book... I think Andy Serkis decided to push it a little bit further out. Man, that's that's kind of sad. I wanted to see like how well he because he, he did it all motion capture, right? Like because yeah. he's a big big motion capture. And watching watching that one clip on uh, the Last Jedi uh, ex, ex, uh, special features, you can see the word Imaginarium across the top of his headgear, and that's Andy Serkis's company. Wow! So I did I did not know that they were using the stuff from his own company. I thought he just had the company on the side, mm-hmm. and it was like maybe like an upstart. But it seems like they're really taking advantage and using the technology that he's he's backing. That's and of awesome. course, he's the expert. I mean, yeah, oh, he's the, he is yeah. the expert. He's yeah. like the, the the best person to go to. And apparently, everyone who's worked with him says he's like the most disciplined nice like actor you could ever you could ever meet and what really impressed me about the last jedi the way they made it was andy circus was there on the set with daisy ridley with you know adam driver like most of the time they do you know motion capture they they take the actor he's in a room by himself like when he did kong he just was in a room by himself and when he did um but smeagol right. he was never really he would film on set with the actors but then he would have to go back and redo everything again. Right. Whereas in, all the performance capture yeah. stuff. and I think they said they did one scene in 
Return of the Return of the King, where he was able to actually be there. But it was like a it was a difficult thing to do. And then apparently now with the Last Jedi, they were able to rig that whole set, uh, Snoke's throne room, with the uh, motion capture rig to where he could be there with them and act right there in front of them. And I thought that was that's pretty cool, man. And have you had a chance to see the the director in the Jedi? Yes, yes, I finally okay. got it. Yeah, you saw that part where he told Andy Serkis, uh, "You're gonna die." Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> and he's, he's like, like oh. oh, he's like, no, why? He goes, "I'm sorry, we're gonna have to kill yeah. you." He's like, no. Yeah, his, yeah, Circus's performance was just awesome this note. Which, you know... In I, both films. I'm glad... I mean, I'm not glad. He's gone. Spoiler. If you're watching this, you, you better have seen The Last Jedi. But he's gone. But I... Part of me thinks, man, is, are they going to bring him back in Episode Nine? Is Somehow is he going to come back in Episode Nine? And we don't know. We don't know. Because he was so great, it would be a waste of talent to be like, "All right, Andy, you're you're done. Thank you for giving us all these great theories, but you're you're done now." I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> well, JJ's coming back, so he was the one that initially hired Circus. Yeah. So they might have a relationship there. I know, but you never know. Kennedy could be like, "No, we don't want to confuse the fans. He's he's done." But um, how do you feel about? Now, you know, now Solo is about to be coming out, and you know the whole hiring of these all these directors. How do you feel about Ron Howard taking over for what was it Lord Lord and Miller? Right? How do you feel about that? Well, before I knew anything, when Ron Howard took over, I was kind of shocked. I was kind of disturbing because they were two weeks away from finis- finishing. I think it was um, what, principal photography, right? Principal okay. photography, and it's like, how could they let that? go that far with Lord and Miller and then be able to beat that May 25th deadline. I was like, there's no way this thing's getting pushed back to Christmas. We're going to have to wait another year. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But then, to all of our shock, Ron Howard came in and I think he basically reshot or has footage for over 70-80% of the film. It's, mm-hmm. it's all Ron Howard. So that's going to be interesting. Of course, um, the guy that uh, played Vision. In, uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul Bettany. He replaced uh, the actor that played Omar in The Wire. Yeah, that was oh, And man. apparently Omar, the, the guy that played... I'm not... Uh, what, what's his name? I can never... His name? I know his Omar from... I have a friend of mine named Well, anyways, he was supposed this. to play a cat-like creature. Like mountain lion, humanoid what? creature. And yeah, he got totally replaced by Paul Bettany. I think Paul Bettany's just going to play a humanoid. I don't think they're going to do any any special effects on him. But me, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And I guess minor spoilers for Solo. I guess I do know that he said the actor that was going to play that that CGI character said that there was like some type of like like love triangle between him, Kira, and Solo. Which would, which would be kind of bizarre. That would be really <laughs> bizarre. That would be really strange. Yeah. I'm glad, maybe I'm glad they're not going. Yeah. I hope they don't do that plot line. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how I feel about love triangles in Star Wars. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but they did say that the, the the screenplay for Solo was probably the best screenplay that they ever got for a Star Wars film. I've heard written that by too. Lawrence Kasdan and his son. Yes. Which is same guy who did Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, Back yeah, and, Jedi, and Force Awakens. Yeah, exactly. What's crazy about Lawrence Kasdan though is, um, was Lucas had actually asked him to help him write the prequels, and he had told him no. 
He had said no to episode one, no to episode wow, two. I did not know. And that. he asked him, Can you help me write episode three? And he said no. And then as soon as episode seven comes along, Kennedy says, You want to help us with the script? He goes, Yeah. So I know there was probably some, hmm. some beef with uh with Kaz Dan and Lucas. That's interesting. To, I did not know that. Hmm. But uh but what I remember hearing when uh Ron Howard took over was that he was supposed to have like maybe two weeks to to prepare and then to film, but apparently as soon as he took over, like a couple of days later, he was already rolling the camera. Like he knew exactly what he what he wanted to do, and then he just shot he shot the whole thing. And uh, I'm anxious to see. I like Ron Howard. I mean, Ron Howard is right. awesome. I mean, and of course, we all know Lawrence Kazan is an accomplished director. He did Silverado, oh, yeah. Big Chill, I believe, and of Love course. It. They wanted to, of course, logically make sense to put him as director of Solo. Yes. But it was against the uh, one of the guilds that he could not uh, do that, replace the directors. So that was going to be breaking the law, having to pay a big fine, I believe. Oh, okay. So that's why they had to bring in Ron Howard. But it seems like it might be a whole like Return of the Jedi, George Lucas, Richard Marquand situation where Lawrence Kasdan actually did really direct serious? the film. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. How did you? Who, so who, who, I want to hear your sources, man. Like, what are your? What are your? My, I think my sources are pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's all around the net. I, I taught, like I said, I got a bunch of Star Wars friends now. Jeez. I just sent them friend requests, and they said yes. And uh, of course, I met a bunch of people at Celebration, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of in the know. Not all the way in as as some people are. But when it filters down to me, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spill the beans on the podcast. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. that that's, that's kind of exciting. But, but you know, a, a director like Ron Howard wouldn't need a, a Kaznan like, right. on the set. Exactly. So You're maybe, right, right. Academy Award level winning director Ron Howard. But Kasdan, who wrote the script and who everyone says it's a great, fantastic, the best Star Wars script. Mm-hmm. And for Lord and Miller not to follow it. Which is crazy. That yeah. was, they, they, apparently they said they they add they added too much. Uh, they let the actors ad lib a lot of stuff to where the characters were changing from from what they originally had to what like what 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 was becoming like what they were doing. And that's a rumor that went around that that's why Kennedy you know said you guys are out. You can't. This is not. This is not what we're. This is not what we're doing. And I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they strayed so much to where I don't know. Like. It was almost too comical, too ridiculous for us to like, or I don't know. I don't know. Did you, did you hear the reason why they, they left? Because they strayed too much from the script? or Right. They strayed too much from the script. They did too much improv. And it was actually Alden Ehrenreich who went up to Kathleen Kennedy and said, I don't think this is working. Are you serious? Yes. The guy who played, the guy who's playing solo. The guy who's playing solo said, I don't think this is working. Oh, my gosh. And, I did not know that. And it, it almost seems, it, I, when they released that story, it almost seems like when that happened, Kathleen Kennedy finally took a look at the dailies. And then that's when she freaked and said, bye, you're gone, see ya. That makes me sad that she wouldn't have been... Right, like, more hands-on. More hands-on. Yeah, it's, I think she that's was, what it seems like. I don't know, she could have been more hands-on in a different way and not just seeing the dailies because, of course, she had another production going on, which was The Last Jedi. She was... I think more with that camp, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's kind of I don't know. Just so the actor you wouldn't think who that would happen. Solo got scared, talked to the producer, and said, "I don't think this is working." Right. That is amazing. 
and right. terrifying at the same time. Right. I'm anxious to see like how well Ron Howard. And it's gonna be crazy when the movie closes. The the ba-dum, ba-dum, it's gonna say directed by Ron Howard. Like who who would have thought like after all these years like great Ron Howard would you know? Yeah. Well, he is Lucasfilm alumni. Yes, he right. is the like one of the original Lucasfilm <laughs> alumni. Yeah. Uh, there with uh, if y'all have never seen American Graffiti. Watch it. It's it's an amazing. Have you seen you've seen American Graffiti? I've oh, not seen what? it. <laughs> what? It's a great. It's a great coming it. of age. But the movie I have seen is THX Level Thirty Eight. Willow. Will- oh jeez, I've never seen Willow. Directed never, by Ron Howard. I've never. Which seen is a Willow. Lucasfilm yep. movie. I've never. And I loved Willow. I used to watch it all the time. I used to watch it on Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a little kid. I've unfortunately never seen Willow. But when it comes to Ron Howard, though, like his movies he's made, you know, like Cinderella Man, A Beautiful Mind, which he won Best, right. Best Picture and Best Director for, Apollo 13. Oh, my gosh. That's one of my Apollo favorite 13. movies of all time. I used time. to watch that movie all the time when I was a kid. And um, The Grinch. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah. Know. <laughs> the Grinch. Yeah, um, I'm kind of <laughs> lukewarm on it. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see him coming in and, and just doing what he does best, which is, you know, Movies, you know, he's a, he's an amazing filmmaker, and I remember when it came time, my friends and I, um, Jamie and Joe, we always talk about um, who's going to direct what, like who's going to do what, and when it came time for who she was going to pick, we thought um, we were like, okay, is she going to pick somebody new, an uppercomer, or is she going to pick somebody she trusts, a legend? And I, I in my head, I thought she's going to pick someone she trusts, like she's got to pick the person that she knows will come in shoot the movie and be like, all right, cool. I just saved your movie. Ron Howard wasn't on that list, but when they said his name, I said that's that's a that's probably the best choice they could have she could have made on that all right. that decision. The venerable director, Steady the Ship, that's I think he would be on that list. Oh, that yeah. particular list, yes, but not oh, to yeah. start off a film. Oh yeah, no, and I would yeah. I would have been kind of like, Oh, okay, that's a little weird if they were like, Oh yeah, Ron Howard's directing, yeah. you know, a Ryan Johnson film. I'd be like, that's that's a strange that's a strange thing for them to do. But um, yeah. we're going to... Are there going to be movies... Like, how far ahead are they Are they going to say these movies are going to... Like, do you know how far they're going to go? Well... Like, 2026. I mean, we or, got... Right now, we got seven movies planned. So... Solo. That's at least seven years. Well, actually, no, that's eight. Solo, uh, nine. The trilogies. So, yeah, that's nine. Jeez. Nine more films, and are they going to release two a year eventually? I'm scared. That, I'm scared that Star Wars is just going to get. It's going to be too much. Like, right. I'm like the, the oversaturation. Marvel, yes. Like the Marvel movies are are too much, and like how there's just a movie uh, like a year, and then you know we now we got this big event, you know the Infinity Wars. It's like is that going to happen to Star Wars to where they're going to release all these movies? And people are just going to be like, ah, oh, I don't, it's all the same, it's all the same, you know. And then, of course, you have to remember John Favreau's TV show. Yeah, so then we're going to have a TV show that's going to be streamed yeah. directly to Disney, and whether or not that's going to be something original. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm scared as a Star Wars fan, thinking that maybe one day I'm going to be like, it's, it's too much, we need to yeah. slow down. But, but then a part of me is thinking, no, I'm not, I'm going to just keep going to watch these movies. Over and over and over again. I got a problem. It's, it's a Star Wars addiction. I need help. <laughs> but, you know. I think that's all of us. That's all of us here. Yeah. But I think um, I'm anxious to see what Favreau will do, what Fellini will do. 
Filoni, not Fellini, I keep saying Filoni will do. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm counting the days until Solo comes out because I just want to see what they're going to do with it. Whether or not it's going to be um, something. Is it, is it a trilogy or is it just this one movie? Because I remember hearing a rumor way back when it's the Han Solo trilogy. But I haven't seen anything since, like, since that was announced. Right. That yeah, that's a rumor. This is a single standalone movie. But I think the possibility does exist. If this thing's a hit and people accept Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, mm-hmm. they could they could do a second how, one. How do you feel about But him? of course Lawrence Kasdan wouldn't be back because he said this is his last yeah, he's done with script. Yeah, he's done. Maybe Jake Kasdan, his son, will come back and write. But uh, it all depends on whether or not this is a good. Yeah, movie. if this if this movie really hits, if they go back to classic Star Wars Rogue One type of format, mm-hmm. and it really hits, I mean that that money talks and yeah, <laughs> very true. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just anxious to see because I'm like on the fence about it because I don't know how I feel about the actor. I can never say his name. How do you say his name? Alden. Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Yeah, uh, he was pretty good in that Coen Brothers film Hell Caesar. He was great in that yeah. movie. Yeah, he was hilarious. And he was amazing. And then when I heard he was playing uh, Solo, I was like, ah, okay, this could this could either go one or two ways. We can either get something really really great or something we're just like, he was okay. Yeah, know, and to me, his career path it seems like. It almost has like a Hayden Christensen type feel. Because Hayden was in some really small movies, and then boom, he hit Star Wars. Yep. And same thing with Alden. I mean, he's True. playing one of the most classic characters, characters in cinema history. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, mean, early, I, I have heard early reports that people have seen the footage, and... They do say there are standout characters. They don't name him as one of them, but they say he does He does the job. He does the job. Yeah, apparently. That's just from people that have seen the footage, mm. and that could be just rumors. I don't know. But that's what I've heard from all of my sources. <laughs> your, your amazing sources that you have. <laughs> so that's why you have to listen to this podcast, because we have the best sources like you've ever... Like We have, we have the best sources. No I'm, one else. I'm, const- <laughs> I'm constantly listening to all the Bleeding Edge movie news all the Bleeding Edge, Star Wars news, uh, mostly listening, sometimes reading when I have a shot, because uh, I do have a full-time job. But when I'm and, driving and, and home if, from work, I have the podcast going and going and going, <laughs> listening to other stuff, just compiling it in my brain. I don't know. All that stuff sticks, but all the other stuff doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's how it is in my regular yeah. life. I'm like, what are we doing today? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Something cool happened in Star Wars world today. I'm just kidding. This but, is why uh, it's perfect to listen to this podcast, yes, exactly. because it just regurgitate it all. And it seems like different podcasts will have different things to say and they will have different news so it's almost like we're an aggregate oh yeah so it's pretty cool yeah, but yeah. i'm anxious to see what what happens there with, with solo and then i'm anxious to see i don't know like i said just just i'm nervous about solo but i guess we can talk about solo like delve into solo before it comes out but before we go I think we're going we're gonna to wrap it up uh, before we go we found out something really cool this week which is that Ready Player One, the movie directed by Steven Spielberg, is going to have Star Wars references in the movie. Which, if you've ever read the book, there's a, there's a scene where he comes out outside of school, the main character does, Wade, 
and he's looking in the parking lot, and there's like a Millennium Falcon, an X-Wing, and like some kid gets in and just flies away. And like R2-D2's the DJ at one of these things. Oh, wow. And when I heard that they they were, you know, they were making the movie, I thought, is he going to get all the licenses to do this? And I found out that, yep, he got Disney to sign off and let him use some of the Lucasfilm uh, Star Wars things. So I'm anxious. Incredible. To... going to see it next week? Next week, that's right. Yep. I already got my tickets. Yep, got mine too. Uh, if y'all haven't bought your tickets for Ready Player, I'm going to do it because it's going to be awesome. And maybe uh, after the, we'll do a podcast about how we felt about that movie and whether or not we liked it. I mean, yeah. Talk we, about the Star Wars talk stuff. Talk about the Star that. Wars stuff in that movie. Well, maybe, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, as for today, I think I think we're, we did pretty good. So um, thank y'all for listening. And when we uh, head out, you'll hear more of the uh, DJ Elliot, and we'll put that link there for y'all to listen to it. So thank you very much, and may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>